Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Black Gay Agenda. I'm Micah. I'm Ryan Lewis. I am Alex. I'm Justin B. Smith. And we have a very special guest tonight. Um, and I'm going to let our guest introduce himself. But he is the host of the Not Safe for Church podcast. And he always tells us that Jesus is for everybody. Ronald Kent, welcome to the Black Gay Agenda. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't even know what to say. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so churchy. I want to be like first giving out a guy who's in my life and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be that churchy on this. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. Welcome. Okay. Now, before, because you, you, you are churchy, sir. So, one thing I want to know first is because um, sometimes we cuss. We have a cussing spirit on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Does that offend you? Cussing does not, I mean, nothing really offends me. I'm not safe for church. So, you know, I mean, like, I'm down for it. I don't think I'm down for it all on the gay agenda because that sounds like a lot. But I'm down for it all. <laughs> Be careful. We, right. We love to hear that, we love to- <laughs> all right. So before we get into it, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Who it is, who you are, and what it is that you do? Of course, uh, I am Raynaud. Um, I am a podcaster. I have a podcast called Not Safe for Church, uh, where we just journey through my life from being a full-time worship pastor to being a podcaster and uh, me just seeing life in a new lens. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a person. I'm an encourager. I am a singer. I mean, I'm, I literally will do whatever I need to do in the moment for the people. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm all things to everybody, like Jesus. I'm trying to be like that. I'm oh, trying. come on, somebody. Ooh, I feel the shaking in my spirit. Come on, we can turn up, we can pray, we can do all. You know what I'm saying? Love that. So, uh, Ryan Lewis, how are you feeling? I feel exhausted but blessed. Okay. Exhausted but blessed. Any updates, anything you got to tell us about your week? Oh, just been traveling, but I have some exciting things coming in the next few weeks with my solo podcast, Ryan Out Loud. So stay tuned. Okay. Make sure y'all check out Ryan Out Loud on all streaming platforms. Yes, yes. Make sure that you check it out. Thank you, thank you. Alex. Man, I'm also a little tired, but... For a good reason. Been celebrating all weekend, uh, part of his birthday. So we've been doing a lot of stuff. Nice. And it's Pride here in Chicago. So I'm tired. Did you celebrate but, Pride? So when, when they hear this, it'll be the week after Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you celebrate Pride this year? Did you get out in the streets? I did. My first Pride, I went and I was out there. I had a okay. Good time. Come on, Pride. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Congrats. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Did you see Sweetie last night? I did not. I don't, I don't know when she went on. I let me tell you, we had been out by nine o'clock. It was home. It was headed home for me. Okay. We had been yeah, out all she day. She went on anyway. way after that. She yeah. was like headliner, supposedly. Well, yeah. That was gone. <laughs> Justin, how you feeling? Ciao. Another day, another dollar. But <laughs> I feel you a, I like somebody's mama. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel I feel um pretty abundant though. I feel like I'm I'm entering this new space in my life. So I'm just taking things day by day, mm-hmm. you know, um doing some new creative things mm-hmm. that's is coming within a few weeks. But yeah, I'm doing good. I see you're back in the gym. 
Yes, yes, it's giving shape, it's giving body yaddy yaddy. Um, give it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a hot boy summer. It's giving rip me out the plastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt and brand new, period. <laughs> um, and Renault, how are you feeling? Um, how was your weekend? Um, my week was great. I worked and then I went out this morning earlier, and yeah, it was great. I had a good time. Oh, you went to like the parade stuff. Oh, I went to I went to, I went to brunch with friends. Okay, for yeah. Juneteenth, you know. Yes, freedom brunch. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Did you have a mimosa? I, I had a, a, a yes. I had a lot of mimosas. It was a it was a great <laughs> it was a great time. Y'all are in a different time zone than me, so I'm still recovering, but I am here. Ooh, come on, got you, Lord. got you. You're in Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas. Ooh, oh sure. wow. Oh yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Well, my week was good. My weekend was good. My um, Juneteenth slash Pride weekend was good. I actually worked the whole weekend, but Saturday I um, literally left work. My manager, he came and relieved me after he was done with his podcast interview. And um, I went out to the High Park Summerfest. It was awesome. I saw I had press pass, so Convos for the Culture was there as press. Uh, I saw 2 chains. I saw... Really a lot of dope people, right? Um, but the highlight of my weekend was one of my favorite, favorite artists. She doesn't get the flowers that she deserves at all. Her mic is always on. Beautiful voice, Alex Isley. I was able to not only see her perform, be close enough for her to almost touch me, but I also um, got a hug from her and did an interview with her. So that will be on uh it's Micah B's page and um, Combos for the Culture page. You can go and check out that interview. It was really quick, but it, it felt good. It feels good to be like in spaces that you know that you've not only been praying for, but working towards. Like this year mm-hmm. alone, I've interviewed Donald Lawrence, Shauna, Taronda Jones, Alex Isley, and there's somebody else in there who I'm forgetting, targeted to my head, but not my heart. Anywho, See, we churchy today, so I had to bring in the church lingo, but we're going to get right <laughs> into it, all right? We're going to oh, get to right. our icebreaker session, okay? First of all, I don't know why I'm popping my lips like this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go in a circle. Ryan, Alex, actually, we're going to start with Renal because he's the guest. So we're going to go in reverse order. Renal, Justin. Alex Ryan, okay? Because we let our guests eat first. Period. All right, so starting with you. Did you grow up in church? Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised, you know. Okay. That's all I know is church. All my life. Justin. In the middle. Okay. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yes. Okay. And Ryan. Yes. And for me, yes, PK. All right, next question. (laughs) If, okay, so did the church that you attended growing up or did your family preach and teach against homosexuality? Uh, Yeah, they did. I mean, I think they still would do that. Mm -hmm. Church and family. Mm. Justin? Yep, every time. Yep, yep, yep. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and <laughs> Steve. Steve. Come on, somebody. And I don't want an Adam or a the Steve. People. I don't want a Marcus or a Cat. <laughs> 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 
good. A good one, <laughs> yes. Uh, Alex. Uh, for me, it was more caught than taught. So it wasn't taught in church. It wasn't taught at home, but it was kind of picked up from, you know, conversations, things, things. You know how that happens. Okay, so like, ooh, he got sugar in his tank. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Cool child. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... It was a little mixture of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. We're good. We're good. We're going good. Next, we're going to go back down to Renault. Do you think, do you believe that church hurt is real? Yeah, I believe it, but I think everything causes hurt. So I don't, it's hurt. Mm. Just from mm. a church. Oof. We're going to get into that later because that right there is good. Mm-hmm. Just the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The church definitely causes hurt. Okay. Absolutely. Anywhere people are, there's going to be hurt. So, yes. Okay. Ryan Lewis? I believe so. A lot of them be doing the hurting. So, but yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that? I'm sorry. I got to. I feel my Holy Spirit rising up. So, do you think that? <laughs> Um, is the church or is it the flawed people within the church? The flawed people. Mm-hmm. It's the people within the church that's <clears throat> translate the message in a negative way. Some of them be fighting their own demons. Okay, flawed people, flawed theology. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we get into mm-hmm. some things. That's another topic. We working in here. Okay, Renault. Do you still attend church? Uh, I am a lay member, but I do still, in my head, attend a church. <laughs> online? I mean, I watch online every week, a, a certain okay. pastor. But I will, there's a church here in Vegas that they shout, you know, I, sometimes I'll just pop in, you know, like on Pentecost Sunday, let me give me a little dance in real quick, and I'll pop back out. Okay. And I probably won't be back till Christmas. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah. Or unless I really need a good dance. Okay, okay. Justin, do you still attend church? Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> You're funny as hell, um, <laughs> Alex. Not in the traditional sense. But you told us you always go to church. No, I have a virtual community that I'm a part oh. of. Oh, so that's why I said not in the traditional sense. Okay, so it's a virtual situation. I thought it was like an because you know there's actual um, affirming mm. churches. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I, okay. this is different. Okay. <laughs> it is affirming. It's an affirming community, but it's not an affirming church. If that makes sense. Okay, I just learned something new. Thank you. Yeah, Ryan. Only when requested to sing. <laughs> See, well, why, why don't where's the singing videos? You this is like the third time you brought up singing, and so I the last time I went to your page, all your pages found nothing. <laughs> restocking, he'll be back. Restocking, I was because I was looking, I was like, I want to hear him sing. Mm-mm. Um, and now me, do I go to church? Uh, do I still go to church? This is the question. Um, no, but I'm looking for a church. I'm looking for a church. I really do desire to go to one, mm-hmm. but 
my last church was kind of abusive, mm. like low key. So mm. I'm trying to like work through that. Yeah. So yeah. Y'all are listening to the Black Gay Agenda. We will be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Black Gay Agenda. Make sure right now what I need y'all to do if you're listening to this, pull out them phones, all right, and go on your phone and leave a rating and a review. We need y'all's ratings. We need y'all reviews. If you like the conversations, if you like what we're talking about, go ahead and uh, let us know. We enjoy reading the stuff, right? Also, make sure that you go to our Instagram page at Black Gay Agenda Pod. That's at Black Gay Agenda Pod and join the conversations, right? We be posting clips and we want y'all to join the conversations because I believe that um, conversations are powerful. And as we know, uh, Justin said, where there is no conversation and communication, there is chaos. And a lot mm-hmm. of the chaos that we see in our community is due to a lack of us talking to each other. Speaking of talking to each other, I'm excited to hear Renault Kent, the host of the Not Safe for Church podcast, where Jesus is for everybody. I'm excited to hear his story, share his story with us about, um, you know, him just kind of what he, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to not belabor the time anymore. All right. If y'all will stand on your feet, I would like to <laughs> introduce to some and welcome to others, our guest speaker. I wish we had some organ in the background. Reynald Kent. Oh my gosh, you are so much. Oh, well, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Welcome. I guess, should I, you want me like to tell my story? Like what? What do you want me to say? So what I want you to talk about is kind of walk us through the journey of when you were a worship pastor okay to you being quote unquote caught <laughs> to what you're doing now okay um yeah so i had moved to las vegas well my whole life like around like uh middle school or high school i had decided i was like oh my gosh like i think i want to be a worship leader i think this is what god is calling me to i think this is my thing i think this is like the lane that I want to go in. And so I pursued that. I gave it my all. I was in it. Um, and so I literally go to a Christian Bible college uh, for my undergrad. Uh, and then I hear about this program in Arizona. And uh, a lot of people who go there end up getting jobs as worship pastors. And so I was like, I'm going to go to this program. I go to the program. Uh, I speak that I'm going to have a job and being a worship pastor by March 1st of 2019. Uh, I signed for the papers on March 1st, 2019. So my whole life, uh, I have like walked into like this weird faith and having like the ability to know that like if God tells me something or if I feel something in my spirit, I'm pretty sure that it's God. And so um, I'm literally walking through that journey. In uh, my whole life, I had kind of struggled back then. I would call it struggled. Uh, with same-sex attraction. You know, I did stuff in high school. So I kind of knew what I liked, but I was like, okay, I, you know, my whole life I've been taught, you know, it's wrong. So I'm pursuing God and I'm going to hope that, you know, the more I serve him, uh, the more I will become like him, maybe is what I thought. And so um, we get into the pandemic and literally in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, one of my, somebody, one of my exes came to visit. And I didn't even really realize that until like I looked back on the story he had uh, came to visit and I was like, okay, hmm, this is interesting. Like what's happening here? 
And uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm really down with like guys. Like I, I, I'm attracted to guys. And so I tucked that in uh, for a minute and we get into the pandemic and uh, I get another call from a church and I, somebody I had confided in there about my, my past uh, they were thinking about hiring me to do contract work at this church, which I eventually did. On the phone, they told me, um, they were like, you know, we heard that you might be gay, this, this, this. I was like, no, that's not me. Like, it's whatever. Like, I mean, I was like, you know, I struggle with that. I don't do that anymore. This, this, this. And I mean, it was a cool, it was a big church. So like, they had to ask all these things because they're paying you some nice money. Um, so I finally get uh, through all of that. And uh, in that process, uh, I had a couple friends and mentors who I confided in and they started to tell me like, it's okay if you're gay. And like that thing threw me for a loop. Uh, I have been in counseling for the last seven years. So my counselor has saw me in my different journeys. I'm gay today. I'm not gay. I'm gay, whatever, whatever. And so I get to a point in my life where I'm just kind of tired. Like I'm leading worship and I'm coming home depressed because I have finally become okay with that. Jesus is for me and he does not care if I'm gay, but I know if these people know in the audience, what will happen. So I'm starting to have a lot of anxiety and feel overwhelmed because I'm not a liar. I'm not a faker. Some people do it well and I'm not judging nobody who can, but for me, I can't like, I gotta be honest. I gotta be real. That's just something I, I, I don't know how to, I feel unintegral if I'm not being honest. And so I just started to get like really bad anxiety and it got to the point where it was like, like I was having so many sort of suicidal thoughts and it was like, am I going to live or am I gonna be a worship pastor? And I was just like, man, I'm gonna choose me. So I was sitting at a friend's house one day and I was complaining about my job and they were like, what would you do if you were not a a worship pastor? Cause I complained about it so much. Uh, and this this woman, her name is S.J. Campbell. I mean, she literally walked me through that journey. And I was like, I will start a podcast. She said, what are you waiting on? And literally, my grandma gave me some money for a podcast. I started it first episode, literally the next day. or the, I came back from leading worship that weekend. And I came to my job on a Tuesday. The Holy Spirit told me to go in. I'm sitting in a seat. And they said, we have been talking about you because my first episode was so bad. They thought it was just terrible. And uh, and I'm not mad at them. We're so good. I'm healed today. Uh, and they were like, hey, Raynaud, you could be a pastor. You could be a podcaster or you could be a, uh, a, a pastor with a podcast. And uh, if I was a podcaster, they would give me some money and uh, I would have time to figure out my life. And I was already kind of checked out. So when I heard of the money and I was still going to do the podcast, literally, I started a podcast and didn't even know how I was going to pay for it. But I was like, okay, I'm leaving. And so that's my journey of how, yeah, it's like really fast forward. It's like an album was, was long, but you know what I mean? A lot has happened in those little years. Yeah. So hold on one second. Here's the weekly siren. Give me a second to let it go past. Come on, raise your banner. Hi, Yabba, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so God... <laughs> I tell you, living in the city, man, all you hear is Lift up your sound. Woo! Release the sound. Release the sound. All right, so uh, something that you you said that kind of like made me, right? Skirt. You said that you were approached by members of, I guess it was leadership, who said, Ronald, we heard that she was gay. Yes, at a different church. So not the church I worked at. This okay. is the church that I contracted at. And I confided it, I confided in somebody on staff mm. and I told them a story about something. 
and they heard the story wrong. So they had to bring it up to me uh, to make sure I was okay to lead this church. This church probably serves over 40,000 people a weekend with all their campuses. So they're just very serious about, you know, things like that. Okay. Ooh. All right, let's get into this. Um, first mm. of all, thank you for sharing your story. That's like I've been following you since Lizzie, my good, good, good friend Lizzie. Shout out to Lizzie P. Law 10. Also, the Phenomenal Women podcast. Make sure that you check that out. That's a part of our network, the Compass for the Culture Network as well. But um, something that, so like I've always respected you and what it is that you do. Um, when you first kind of, so was there ever a time, because there's something that happens in church culture, right? Mm-hmm. And usually it only happens to pregnant women. Hmm, I'm, spe- I'm preaching in here. And gay men, right? Everybody else can do whatever the hell they want to do. But when you get pregnant as a woman, even if you're pregnant by a pastor on staff, mm-hmm. a leader on staff, or if you're gay, even though, even if you're gay with somebody on staff, right? Oof. Never been those, me. I could just say that. <laughs> those two people, they get set down. Only the pregnant women and the um, the gay men, right? So my question for you was, did you get, quote unquote, set down when they, quote unquote, found out about you? I never got set down. And I think white church and black church are totally different. So you went to a white church? Yes. Yeah, so I was leading. So I grew up oh. Pentecostal, you know, but I went to college. I had a friend who kind of put me on like to the CCM culture. And that's how, you know. So I basically had a friend who put me on and he like taught me like all the CCM stuff. And so I didn't, I wasn't really in African-American churches. And so I think white churches are different because white church, if you're honest about something, one thing about me is I wasn't sleeping around. I wasn't doing anything. I was just honest about what I liked. Mm. And so they were like, you're really not like by their terms, I'm not sinning. I'm not having sex. And honestly, when I worked at the church, I really was not doing anything. Like maybe until the end when I knew something like when I went to LA for my birthday, I was like, yeah, something got to change. Like it was my 26th birthday. I was like, I went there and I'm not saying I did something there, but I am saying I just knew things had to change. Yeah. But yeah, when I worked there, I really like lived by their standards and by their rules. So I don't think white churches are white churches are more like, um, and this is just my experience. If they know you're doing something wrong, you're out of there. Mm-hmm. But if you're honest about what's going on, there can be some grace and some gray area. And black churches let you do whatever you want to do unless you're pregnant or gay. Yeah. I agree. Um, until it affects them. Um, there's yes. a very popular, and I don't want to put too, but if y'all are listening, y'all know, y'all will get what I'm, y'all will pick up what I'm putting down. There is a very, very, very popular Christian contemporary music group out, right? Um, they're a collective, should I say, with a lot of different artists. Most of them are black artists, but there's a couple of those sprinkles of white people in there. Um, they recently did. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I don't know what you're about to say, and I love some of those people, and I know some of those people, so I have nothing to say. Okay. Yeah. They, um, and they, you know, it's great group, great music. I love You Are Enough. Okay, so there is a group out. And there is a member of that collective who allegedly, because there's nothing's ever been confirmed and it's none of our business, but <laughs> allegedly 
he quote unquote, as the church will say, struggles with some things, right? Allegedly, it's something that they've always known about, but it didn't make it didn't become an issue until people on social media, more and more and more people started talking about it and bringing it up, right? So it didn't. Then it became oh, they found something else to. Pretty much, they they disconnected from him, and they used another reason. But to the person on the outside looking in, it's like, oh, y'all did this because of this. Oh, this is all allegedly, mm. right? This is all allegedly. Um, but I say that to say what happened there is something that I see a lot in white churches, but more importantly, more so black churches is they'll use you for your gifts until, and they'll know what's happening. They'll know, like, you like men. Right. They know that they know that they know that they know as the church folks say. But then when it starts to, quote unquote, look bad on them, that's when they, oh, we got to sit you down. It doesn't matter how great of a because before they knew you were a great songwriter, a great producer, a great singer, a, a great choir director, all of these things. But now it's an issue because you're going to make the church or the group or whatever, quote unquote, Look bad. Ryan, I see you kicking over there. You want to speak on this? I was just agreeing because it is so true. Um, you know, being growing up in the church and then when I got a certain age and actually in my younger days and my much more carefree days, you know, involved with the youth pastor and uh, the choir director yeah you know that's when I was like oh but when it came to me it was like a different story but yeah I don't want to go into detail because it's not about me today so but it is about all of us you know Ronald, yeah. he, set the, <laughs> he set the stage for us to have this conversation um so I want to I want to ask y'all something because this is something that I've dealt with um and I don't know if it happened to any of y'all. Did you, any of y'all ever have to be instructed to pray away the gay or you need a time of fasting and consecration and getting closer to God that he will take your desires away? Um, has anybody experienced that? Uh, it wasn't that I was told to, but I thought that's what I had to do. You know what I mean? It's a, it's it's weird. It's like again something that was caught and not taught, right? It's something that I felt like I had to do. It was in line with anything else, right? You need to pray, you need to fast, you need to you know do what you need to do to get right. You know what I mean? And that's what I was trying desperately to do at that time. Yeah. Because, hold on. Okay, because yeah, get right, get right or get left, right? Yeah. Justin, you were over there, you know. So I'm this, I'm this like, like I said, I've been, I've been doing a lot of reminiscing. But mm -hmm. I remember I was like, what, like 14, on my hands and knees, crying and praying in church to pray to get away. <laughs> and no one would tell me to do that, but like, um, similar to Alex, what Alex said, it just felt innate. I just felt like it was just a part of what I had to do because, you know, being, being black and being gay, especially, you know, in a black community, it was. Especially in church, uh, uh, mm -hmm. that that wasn't allowed. So you know, in order in order for it to make sense in my head, you know, I thought that's what that was the right thing to do at that time, and I thought that was the only way that God would love me if I prayed to get away. Ooh, mm -hmm. the only way God would love you 
if you pray the way to gay. And I I I I love that because I want to kick it down to Reynald, right? I want to kick it down to his pew. Um, and I want to ask you specifically when you say something that always sticks for me, sticks with me is Jesus is for everybody. What does that mean? And why do you say it? I think honestly, when I first started saying it, I was just saying it. And I didn't mean I was just saying it. It was just like, it was really, I feel like when God gave me like the podcast, it was like everything just came out. And then it was like, oh, this is what I'm going to say every in the beginning of every podcast. But then like when people started like identifying me by it, like I remember I went to uh, a student event because, you know, some, yeah, I check on the students because I mean, I was their worship pastor for a, a significant amount of time. And they was like, Jesus is for everybody. And so I think for me, on this podcast journey, when my, when I started it, my mom told me, she said, God is going to do something through you and in you. Mm. And I think from when I started it to now, Jesus is for everybody has become like Jesus is for everybody, even me. And then like, mm. sometimes I'll say like, I'll get even personal, like even my gay ass. And so <laughs> I think God had to take me on a journey because my whole life I was leading worship on the, on a big level and I'm telling everybody, you know, Jesus is for you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Like, that's what I'm preaching. But, like, I never even considered if he was for me. Like, Raynaud. Mm -hmm. like, and so I think me walking away from everything helped me to see that Jesus is for me. So now when I say it, I say it a lot more than I even used to say it. It's just, like, I get he, Jesus is for everybody. I love like, that. Every single, even if you don't want to be tight with him like that, like, because some people, that's not how their relationship look. But, like, if you want access to him, he's there. Mm. Oof. Hmm. Oof. Don't um, be I'm, 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 I'm pulling some stuff out of the y'all, all right? I'm coming to the congregation. If I come to your <laughs> row and you don't want me to come down your row, just be like, <laughs> that's enough, Micah. But I have to do what I have to. I, I have to do what I came here to do on today. All right. Um, earlier, I asked everybody um, if they still go to church. Right. Uh, someone said that they don't. And then they said that this conversation was triggering. So I'm going to go down to this bottom row right here. Back to you, Justin. Um, was what made you leave the church? I remember that exact day. It was. Um... In 2012, so I went to church. I went to. I decided to go to church um, before New Year, like New Year's Eve, and I'm like, okay, like this is gonna be a, a, a good year. I'm about to be blessed. About to grow, um, grow my connection with God, and that's just what I seen for myself, right? So I remember going to the church with my cousins and everything, and the sermon was very interesting because it was being led by a woman. She was like the um, lead pastor, and it was just certain things that they, she started saying that wasn't resonating. She started saying that, oh, the world, because it was 2012, so people just thought like this, like world's going to end type of thing. So, oh yeah, the world's coming to an end. You know, men is kissing men, women are kissing women. And for me, at that moment, I'm like, oh, this isn't for me because they're attacking a certain group of people who so happen to identify as gay, but like we're all people in here. So for me in that moment, and I was like, what? I was, I had to be about 15 years old. And by that time, I was aware of myself. I stopped dating women at that time. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I was attracted to. 
And that moment, you know, I wanted to go to get support. I was like, I want to be in a place of worship where I can connect with God, connect with other people that look like me and leave and leave um, renewed, you know, for the new year. Child, I left, I left more hurt than before I um, than when I walked in there. It was it was bad. So like when I think about church and I think about my sexuality and I think about um Christianity, I think about that moment. And I also think about, you know, some of the people in my family as well who preach certain messages but don't follow the but don't follow the message. They preach the message when it's convenient for them, but that's about it. So yeah, that's 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 why I, I stated earlier on why like it triggers me. It's, it's it was bad. It was bad, y'all. Mm, I love man. Thank you, thank you. Um, and that's real. Just hearing those, like I said earlier, I'm PK, so I grew up in church. Both of my parents were pastors, so hearing that, I heard not necessarily from them, but other pastors, other bishops, and like everything else getting up there saying God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Um, hearing things like um. My God, today, hearing things like bull dagger up, like people literally saying things like bull dagger from the pulpit, saying faggot from the pulpit. Like these things are happening. In wow. Um, I remember in my early, like, you know, my early young adult years still being heavily involved in church. And, um, you know what? We just gonna go there. I remember the church that we went to—a very young, um, very um, zealous, full of zeal. Uh, Ty Tribbett had came to our church back when he had the long locks, and he did victory. Right? I got the victory. Right? It was dope. It was so cool, and I was into it. We was jumping up and down. Right? And then he got to the place where he was like, come out of this, come out of that, come out of lesbianism, right? Yeah. Um, he don't do that version no more. I he does not do that version anymore. I don't see him doing that version. No, no and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because I, that's why I use the word zealous because a lot of people, when they're newer in the faith or they're younger in their faith, they want to just like, this is wrong, that is wrong. Like, I remember when I first got, like, resaved, right? Like, saved for real, for real, when I was, like, 22, 23. I threw out all of my CDs, right? All of my CDs. I said, let me get rid of these CDs because I only need to listen to gospel music from now. I'm pissed that I did that, but it is what it is. So, like, I get it. Same thing with um, Kiara shared a couple of months ago. She posted that video of her and her new song, and she was voguing in the studio, and people were dragging her because back on Free... We want to be free for so long. Yes, yes. Right. Why would you actually said it too? There's always been this. Mm, how do I say? There's always been this weird relationship between the church and the LGBTQ community, right? You have your, you have your Kimberells of the world who her hair, makeup, all of that, stylist, LGBTQ members. But then she gets on the internet and said, "Let God be true." Quickly. Why do y'all think there is such a strange relationship with the church and the LGBTQ community? Hmm. 
interesting. It's almost like so, easy target to me. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, say what you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to think of the oh, word. It won't come to me, but it just... It, if, it's not like for me, right? Um, it's It came from a lot of people that were doing doing it, that were involved, okay? A lot of this, the... The, the 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 talk the negative talk the narrative that was you know you should not be kissing another boy da 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 meanwhile they wanted to be bent over the altar you know but the pulpit so you know that's for me I was just like <laughs> okay <I guess. laughs> sorry did I just y'all's faces did I just shake it up a little bit you shaking the table <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of like, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to find the words. It's really like flabbergasting to me, like, just be yourself. And it took me a while. Like, for me, it was a lot of like self. This goes back to the coming out agenda. It was a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, like, I heard it in when other pastors and stuff, but like my home church, myself, it wasn't like a, a it wasn't a, constant conversation that was happening i can recount not hearing my pastor ever saying you shouldn't be gay because actually i think one of his grandkids is but that's not about me so it was a lot of me hearing in my own family and like oh you should you know uh, they never said anything but people that around them like oh you need to pray for him a little bit harder pray for him a little bit more excuse me so wait you you needed to be prayed for more yeah like oh he's a good kid but you know i i I always remember the strange looks because I was very expressive and like I, you know, how I, you know, would clap like, oh, he clapped, clapping with a little sugar, in his, you know. I don't know how to, yeah, that's, yeah. The he was a tambourine player, <laughs> you know, and you were playing your tambourine a little bit, yeah. So, okay. but um, it wasn't until like when I finally became secure in my sexuality that I was just like my faith has changed Hmm. and you know i always get the conversation about for my grandparent my grandmother like you don't come to or my mom you don't come to church anymore and i'm like ah you know i'll show up when like i said when my grandma asked me to sing she's the the deaconess deacon of our church deaconess of our church she'll call me like will you come in this sunday and sing and i'm like sure do my song and i'm out you know like it's or special song what's your goal Uh, so the song that i sing for my grandmother, she loves when I sing it. And is uh, Erica Campbell's "I Need a Little More Jesus." So, oh, I need yeah. a little more Jesus. So I always sing that for her. Uh, I've been singing that for like ever since Erica dropped it. And you know, I might do a Tamla Man here and there, but uh, mostly that. And I'm like, okay, go see my need a little more Jesus, and I'm I need to I need to see my way on out. <laughs> okay. Help me along the way. Help me a little more. I work and problems at home. Won't everybody just leave me alone? I felt that. Okay. Tamala's a big Tamala. Ooh, I don't know. I wouldn't touch no Tamala. It's hard. Trust me. Oh, it's you take me to the king. Is that what you do? I I've done that at funerals. Um, um, what's her other one? Change. Uh, change. Yeah. Or uh, Tina Campbell when she dropped her solo album. That was one of my favorites. Uh, that was actually something that got me through a, a death of a, one of my best friends, her album, It's Personal. So I would sing her song, Destiny, a lot. Oh, oh that's I a good that one. one. Ooh, that's a good one with that organ. 
Woo! Okay. Listen, to this yeah, I like that. I like that album too. Yeah. That came out. I like that song. Yeah. And those okay. be the ones that you know have the homophobic <laughs> comments, but you know, never mind. That's another topic. Okay, I got something to play for y'all. Um, and I'm gonna ask a question after it, and then we're gonna get into after then we're gonna go straight to break, okay? I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. <laughs> I don't like Woman. A, a woman. A woman. I will love a woman. Okay. I will love a woman. A woman. Right now, my question for you before we go to break. This is real. Like I use humor leading into this, but do you feel that you need to be delivered? I would say that I'm already delivered because I'm delivered from what people wanted me to be. And I'm being so I mean, maybe, but I don't, maybe me and Andrew has have different definitions of what we need to be delivered from because maybe the Holy Spirit told him, told, told him something different than me. But I love Andrew. Cool. I'm about to lay on this floor. For That's that. the Listen, word. I'm about to lay on this floor, y'all. I'm about to say, let's play some worship, soaking music. All right. Uh, Justin. Do you feel that you need to be delivered? Mm-mm. I feel like I'm 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 exactly who I'm supposed to be. This is this is exactly the person I am today is the exact person God wanted me to be today. So I can't I don't want to change nothing. Mm. nothing. My God, Alex, do you feel that you need to be delivered? At this point, I do not. Oh, ooh. okay. What that mean? At this used point, to. um, I used to. Um, and even it was still a work in progress, even, even until now, like, um, you know, and I heard something recently and it was something so simple and it was, it all, it, it, and I knew it was for me because when I asked somebody else, did, did they feel anything from it? It was just like, not really, but it was just something cause they already affirmed it was somebody that don't live our experience. So for them, it was like, okay, but it was, um, it was a little saying that the community that I'm a part of says for the youth church and it was just like um uh god made me just the way i am and that was like that threw me down because i was like all that all that time that i was trying to fix and begging god to change Mm -hmm. fix but he already did it already why am i asking you to change something that you did to begin with it reminds me of the song by kirk franklin called imagine me when he, he starts off talking about we're fifthly and wonderfully made, that's scripture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and it says, imagine me being free, trusting you totally. Finally, I add, I can imagine me. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Um, <laughs> Ryan, no, is, but for real, it. that's for real. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, So, like, I feel like he knew what you would like when he made you. Mm. Ryan. So, no. Um, I feel like the person that I am 
is who God intended for me to be. And anyone that think otherwise, they need to go fix themselves mm. and worry about those people. Preachers that are touching on them other kids and doing the other stuff that ain't nothing to do with me. I am not, I am a good person. I am not my, defined by my sexuality. Yes, I like men, but that is not my whole personality. I am a creative. I am a writer. I am a podcaster. There is so much more. There's so many more layers to me than just being gay. And if you're worried about me who I'm sleeping with, then that's a problem on you because ain't got shit to do with me. Oh, come on. Well, and I would say, do I need to be delivered? I need to be delivered from this cussing spirit because I will cut somebody out in a second. But no, I don't feel like I do. Um, I feel like the pandemic really, the pandemic really, one, I got out of the culture of I got to go to service and I got to go because we couldn't, we couldn't. And like all of the things that we did, were stripped away from us during the pandemic and it allowed us to just have time with ourselves and sit with ourselves. And that's when I really started doing a lot of just like reflection. And I will say in all of my years of life, because all my life I've had to fight. All right. All my life I've had to fight. And in all of my years of, of life, I feel the most free now. I feel the most delivered now and my relationship. I feel a lot closer to God than I've, ever felt um like i people like oh my god you're putting on all of this weight you've been working out what's the secret i'm like well definitely going to the gym and eating but the main thing is i'm not depressed anymore and the reason why i was depressed is because i felt unworthy i felt like i was going to go to hell i felt like oh my god i prayed i fasted Mm. like you said man truth is i'm tired all right and no matter what i do I'm still gay. Mm-hmm. But then when I finally figured out, you know what? This is who God made me as. Right? And when I finally figured out that the people who were telling me, you know, I'm, listen, we're going to do it. The people who were telling me that I needed to be quote unquote delivered, they were mad because I was living in a way that they wish that they had the courage to live as. So they're going to, because they, I got married to this woman who I don't even want to be with. I have these kids that I really don't want. I'm not able to live free because I've been put into this box. So the fact that you're living free, I'm going to tell you that you need to marry a woman. I'm going to tell you that you need to be delivered. I'm going to tell you all of these things because you're living the life that I want. That's good. So yeah, I I don't. And I don't think, and we'll end with that. This is the Black Gay Agenda. We will be back after this. Welcome back to the Black Gay Agenda. We're having an amazing conversation. Um, Our conversations offline be way better, but y'all don't get to hear those because y'all don't be giving us the reviews like I asked. So if you don't give us the reviews, then you don't get the bonus content. Anywho, and when I tell you the bonus contents be Whew, it'd be so good, but maybe so one day, maybe one day we'll have our Patreon up, and then those people will be able to get the bonus content. But let's go with the agenda moving forward. All right, so I want a soundbite, y'all. The agenda moving forward, something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, that was actually good. Sure, just recorded <laughs> yourself doing that. So let's do this. All right. Um, 
first question, and anybody, this is popcorn style, okay? Um, how do you think the church should hold space for members of the LGBTQ community? The same oh, way they just hold welcome. space for everybody else. Don't make us feel any different than what, you know, like just we already yeah. feel outside, like, you know, like outsiders to sometimes to in barbershops and other spaces like that. Just welcome us. Like, just be normal. Be normal. Yeah. Like, just doesn't have to be a thing. We welcome all the gay. Like, I don't want to hear that. I just want to mm-hmm. sit down with my man, whoever, you hear a word and going about my day. Yeah, I agree with y'all. I feel like um, mm-hmm. the church should allow, you know, more LGBTQ plus people as le- open and out, you know, people as leaders um, a part yes. of congregations. Because I feel like people who are out and open about their sexuality has nothing to hide. It's very authentic. And on top of that, they have a, I feel like they're able to get the word across in a more um, profound way that will be able to resonate with everybody that's listening. You know, because I feel like gay people and LGBTQ plus people, we already go through a lot. So we already know how to, um, you know, um, connect with others. So I feel like mm. making space for individuals um, who are out and open with themselves to lead sometime. Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. I love what you just said. And we're going to keep popcorn. And I, I, I feel Renal, Renal down there, he has a bubbling in his <laughs> spirit. But uh, something that you said, um that resonated me with me justin is the whole um you wish that more leaders would be open honest and transparent shout out to mike todd i love when he'd be like open honest and transparent i love when he say that um and there's a lot of leaders who are technically a part of the community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. now they might not want to openly say that they are a part of the community because of shame, because of condemnation, because of tradition, because of religion, because all of those things. But what if that pastor that gives you signs, miracles, and wonders, that um, pastor who's prophetic, that pastor who uh, can preach anybody under the table, that pastor who could sing uh, the song in the key of e, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, right? That you know, touches the nations and the pastor who lays the people out. What if he was real about what he liked? How would that resonate? What if that bishop or that apostle, if she was honest with where she was at, right? And and when she was mothering the daughters of the house and all of that, and she was honest, hey, this is what I like and this is who I like. How many people, how many people, people's lives and the trajectories of people's lives would change? If I had grown up and I had seen that, maybe I wouldn't have had to trigger warning to anybody here or um, anybody listening. Maybe if that had happened, maybe there wouldn't have been a time where I was in Iraq and I was like, not only am I in Iraq, but I'm struggling with my sexuality, struggling because that's what they say it is. And I wouldn't have had gotten to the point where I literally contemplated suicide because I always had my gun on me because we were in a war zone and it was so easy. And I sat in the stall. Um, Yeah, I sat in the stall of our bathroom for a good 45 minutes thinking Mm. about it because I'm like, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, and it won't go away. 
But had I had an example, that probably would have never happened. But so many people live in silence. So many people live in shame. So many people live under condemnation that they're not a testimony to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that you can't heal what you don't reveal, right? So even on my journey of starting this podcast, my journey of, I remember it was June of last year when I like really started talking about things like this on Compost for the Culture. And after I did it, I was like, oh my God, I, I was so like anxious. I'm like, I can't push this. I can't put this out. I can't put this out. But I was like, no, I have to put this out because it's, a, it's an assignment, right? Because there's going to be somebody who listens, who's going to be able to hear this and be like, wow. I went through the same thing. And mm-hmm. we had preachers and teachers and leaders who went ahead and were honest about where they were at instead of, because the church does a thing where they think, oh, just marry off and it will go away. No, it doesn't go away. And now that now all you've done is you've brought in an unwilling participant into what it is that you really know that you actually want in life. Mm-hmm. And now sometimes they know too because they're dealing with the same thing and we're being truth be told. But at the end of the day, I think more people need to be open, honest, and transparent. Mm-hmm. Period. Thank you for your transparency with that. I was just yeah. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I appreciate that. That was heavy. Yeah, it was touching. And that was like that was heavy, but like I know that like you come so far and you healed so much, even being able to like say it on this platform, mm-hmm. because your testimony is going to be able to impact someone else. So yeah. like, it's like a full circle moment where you're being a leader in this small form of church right now. And you're open with who you are and you're still getting a message across. So it's like a full circle moment. It is because church, because church is in a place. Mm. And then what you just said, the testimony part, and I'm going to go to right now because I know he has a profound word. Amen. Um, <laughs> the Bible. We're going to go to the Bible because that's I'm here, so I know the word. It says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb. Come on, somebody. But the yeah. tell says the word of our testimony. And a lot of people aren't overcoming because they're not telling their testimony. Mm. Mm. Right now. <laughs> I, you know, for me, I just think that Honestly, the more I am on my journey, I think I realize there is so much freedom when you get to the side. But I also realize you cannot count all the costs. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I hear people say, man, like, why hasn't this person come out? Or why? I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, I've been in church my whole life. And let me tell you, when I turned 18, there were a lot of people I might have looked up to or whatever, whatever. That were in my inbox or, you know, you know, things have changed. I wasn't a kid no more. So, you know, they could holler. And I was fast. You know, I wasn't fast. But, you know, my body kind of still very low. But, you know, I, I live my life. And, you know, now I might look at some people that I know are, are gay or whatever. And they don't know if they can be honest in the space that they're in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I try to remember like, okay, when I was them, but I get it. Like, I get why you're not doing it. And honestly, if you're not ready, ready, I wouldn't do it. I don't think you need, like, baby, you on your own journey. Now, I can choose freedom for me, and I pray that when you when people see my life, 
Uh, I pray that they can see that you can win and be honest. Mm -hmm. But also, I understand that they're not ready yet because Mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's not easy starting from the beginning. And at the end of the day, God knows our hearts. God knows Mm -hmm. everyone's hearts. And so if that's your thing until you die, that's your bondage that you have to carry with you. Just like God's going to be with me on me being free. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just kind of remembering because, I mean, this journey was not easy. I mean, I literally lost, I almost lost everything. Mm. That, 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 thank you for saying that. And I have a question because, oh, this is good, y'all. Um, I'm feeling emotional. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people aren't honest. Because if we're being honest, the church yep. has the way, a way of not just controlling people. There's a lot of, because we have to start talking about things like spiritual abuse. And spiritual yeah. manipulation, those things are very real. Like that's a part of my therapy journey that like my therapist, we've had to talk about the church, right? Um, but also a lot of people's livelihoods, actual livelihoods, not just financial abuse. Yes, like, financial yeah. abuse. So Definitely. they're like, I can't. There's pastors who like, I wish I could be free, but my I have to take care of this family. This family that y'all forced me <laughs> to have, right? Because the, mm. because my wife and my kids were supposed to cure my gayness. Mm-hmm. Today. So then there's like, if I'm free, so if I'm sad. open, they're going to take everything away. And a lot of people, that's all they've ever done. The only job that they have ever done is is the church. Mm-hmm. But And I, then some... Go. So my question to you would be this. When people say stuff like that, and I had to learn this myself, who is my provider? Is it God or is it the church? Ooh. Because if Can't God is the provider, he, he's going to come through no matter what. And it may not be as quick as as quick as the church came through, but he, he's going to come through. Come it on. might be hard, but he's going to make a way. If you really believe God is your provider, but a, a lot of people don't really believe it, so that God don't really make a way because they're still depending on the church to be Hello. Hello. I feel like you can interchange that word provider with a lot of things and say God or church and it will fit right in because it'll Mm -hmm. cure a lot too. Because yeah. He'll always get the glory. (laughs) (laughs) You are being so I'm stirred. I'm for real stirred right now. Um I'm trying to, you know, bring it down though. Uh, Bring it down. Ooh, to, to the musicians to break it down. The, the ter- listen, if I had if I had the minstrels here right now, I'd have to play the <laughs> music in the background. Bring me a minstrel. <laughs> what kind of church do you want to have? You want to have Chicago church, Chicago church? Woo! Okay, let's stop. Don't play. Um, <laughs> don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. <laughs> Come on, All Trey. right. So next question, y'all. Um, next question. <laughs> How do you all navigate your relationship <laughs> with God, but also your sexuality? Say that one more time for the people in the back, please. Okay. How yeah, do you navigate your relationship with God, but also your sexuality? That's a, that'd be, that, it's kind of like a hard question to answer, but I feel like it's, it's kind of simple, too. Um, God is the main provider of my life. Well, I feel like without God, I wouldn't be me. And without me, like my sexuality wouldn't like matter. So I feel like in order for me to 
to properly live in my truth and be there for myself, I got to like have a strong connection with God, pour my love into God while also pouring that love back into me to be fulfilled within myself. Because I feel like without God, there wouldn't be me and there wouldn't be these other layers to me. Right. So um, to answer that, I feel like it, I have to, for me to, to navigate Justin and in the most authentic way in the most um, fulfilling way, I have to um, be affirmed by God's love and God's grace and God's mm-hmm. forgiveness in order for me to like properly live in my truth and be mm-hmm. who I'm supposed to be. That's yeah. One final question for you, Justin. Um, do you believe that you're sinning by being gay? I mean, I'm not really a Christian. Um, I'm okay. more spiritual. So okay. that's, why, that's why this conversation is very interesting. But okay. me and God have such a great relationship that like, I know God is real because of my life as a testimony as is. Um, but um, heck no, I feel like everything is destined. We, all the decisions that we make is just a part of the journey. So, and I don't feel, I used to feel negative about the things that I do. I just feel very guilty about like my experiences my my lifestyle choice and the whatever but you know I've, I've come too far to and I, i've come too far but also like i have such an understanding of myself and of, of god's love that like i i just kind of everything that i do is for me because it's already destined so okay you said something and i started saying nobody told me to leave me my god today if you would turn to your bibles (laughs) (laughs) nobody told me (laughs) i was gonna say though like and I always pray, I always start off what I used to because I've grown a lot and I'm still like growing and learning in that vein. But like I used to separate the two. Mm. Right. And that's what I did when I when I when it was time for church and when I was studying for you know to teach you Bible class or when I was, you know, learning songs for praise and worship or when I was doing whatever I was doing, I took off the jacket of me or whatever was attached to that. And I hung it up and I put on my church self and then I was zoned there and nothing got involved. I made sure I did what I did. Church, church. I left church. And when I left church, I did that. Even if I had people that were around me that I knew, or when I went to another church and I saw people that I knew, I didn't care. I don't really want to even talk to you right now because I'm not there. We ain't in that environment. That ain't what it is. I'll see you after, you know what I'm saying? That's how it was. But now again, like, community that I'm a part of what I'm what what the, the focus is one of the greatest commandment like the greatest commandment is love yourself love God love your neighbor as you love yourself well the thing is is that it, it actually didn't say love yourself it said love your neighbor as you love yourself so God assumed that you would love yourself automatically so he told you to love the neighbor as if you would yourself he assumed. He assumed that you would love yourself. So for me, I don't have to separate anymore because he told me to love myself first. So if I'm loving myself because he said so, that's a part of myself. I don't have to separate myself from him because mm. he told me to love myself in order to love other people. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that's really that really has me now not separating that, not having to separate it, and also being in an environment and and not physically, but like that that um they do a lot of um talks like this um within the church community, so it's always like a, a like a platform in this way where there's multiple people communicating. So being in that in that environment is like just affirms what I just said. Like, I don't have to, I can just be, we don't need the church to do anything special, jump through hoops. If there's a special thing for, you know, you know, friends of LGBT, whatever they do, like, you know how they have all the like auxiliaries and stuff like that. If they had something like that, I don't even know if I would attend. Cause when I was single, I didn't go to singles ministry events, but that's just what it was. Like, you know what I mean? like ministry was a kid. <laughs> that's that was rough too, because you like, well, it ain't gonna be nobody here for me, but I gotta go because they telling me to go. And then when I get here, it was there. Man, that's I ain't came to go there, but <laughs> just like I just think being able to now see that I am who I, I was created to be allows me now not to separate it. And I'm so grateful now because, like you said, I haven't. I've had some moments where I, w- I definitely won't say I thought about harming myself, but I definitely had some despair moments of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what, mm-hmm. what, what? Like, I've done everything. Like, what now? Like, That's you know, exhausting. What I'm saying? exhausting, exhausting. Because I'm too little to be fasting for forty days and forty nights. For something that's not gonna go away. <laughs> I took I kicked myself. Now, I'll fast for I'll fast for clarity on certain situations. Mm-hmm. I'll fast for, you know, I will I will fast, you know, when I'm going into a new season of life. I usually will start like maybe the new year off with the good fast, get closer to God. But me fasting for uh to take the gay away, child, that's late. For me. Um, it was a lot of questioning. It always comes down to questioning. I always used to question God when I was younger and fighting with my sexuality, coming to terms with my sexuality. Why would you make me this way? Here I am a good son, a good grandson, a good person in general. I, my intentions are pure. I move accordingly. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, try really try hard to be a good person why is this one thing determines how people see me um and again it comes to me you know when i get the validation that i needed like i've said in the coming out agenda from my mother i was okay i was okay and then i i had those conversations with god and then when I came to understanding how my faith had changed and my beliefs had changed, you know, and looking back on the situations that I didn't think I would survive and I did. And I said to myself, and I say this all the time, my God, don't play about me. Me and my God have a very, very good relationship. I don't get down on my knees and pray. I don't go to church every day. I might be driving. I'll be like, God. You know, like just talking to him. That's mm-hmm. that's my way of connecting with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, get me through this day. Lord, see me through this meeting or see me through this recording. Let let this let anoint me, bless this yes. podcast. Um, my Sundays might look like me sitting on a on the floor and having just a little bit of gospel music playing my gospel playlist. 
and meditating and praying all in one where I'm just, that's just my time. I might not, I don't go to church every Sunday like I should. And that's, I get questions still about that aspect of my life with my mom, but I show up when family's here or, you know, special occasions and stuff like that. Holidays, birthdays, whatever, but Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter, literally Father's Day. (laughs) But, um, my God is good. (laughs) My God is good to me. And that's, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Bishop, you went right. I don't think I did. Okay, for, I don't think Bishop the- went. Uh, I think for me, I think it's just a journey, um, like most things are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm finally on my journey where I feel like I can just be myself. I can be everything God called me to be. I can be uh, preachy Renault. I can be churchy Renault. I can be. Christian or not, I can be gay. Like, I can be everything. And I think sometimes, like, we feel like we have to be all these different things when God is like, just be who I called you to be and you will win. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so much power in our authenticity. Mm. If God wanted us to be the same, um, he would have created us the same. And I think once people start to walk into who God has called them to be, I think that's when everything shifts. That's when, like, the divine favor that's on your life will come to pass. Like, for instance, like, there's a whole lot of people who make chocolate chip cookies, but some people like Chip Ahoy. Some mm-hmm. people like um, Crumbles. Some people like uh, the other one that I like. I like the, what is it called? Oreos. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Samia? Samia cookies, I, 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 yeah. So I'm just saying, like, there's a space for everybody, but I think so many times we don't realize, like, man, like, I can just be who God created me to be. And everybody won't understand it. Everybody won't have the words or the understanding to even want to understand. But if I'm walking in who God called me to be like that, really all that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting it totally wrong. As I, and I always say this because like, say I get to heaven and God's like, man, like you shouldn't have been gay. I don't think he'll say that, but at least he'll know in my heart that I was trying to do the right thing. Mm. I think the only problem that comes into play is when, if you feel like God is telling you not to do it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like my job is not to make you, gay or make you believe what what I believe is right. You got to follow the God in you. And when I'm following the God in me and you following the God in you, we should all be getting along because if we both trust God, then we like, okay, I, I guess God, mm-hmm. God for him to tell you that. He just ain't told me that yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was good. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was. That was very powerful. Um, I think for me, I would say that I'm way like I want to say I'm still figuring figuring it out, but I'm still on the journey. Yeah. Because when you have years, years and years and years and years of being told one thing, it's gonna take time to unlearn, you know, to unlearn that. But two really um important things happened to me within the past year and a half. Um, number one was my good good sis, uh, her name is Rashida. Um, awesome comedian writer. She's you know she's doing the big things down for BET and all all. This. She's she's doing her thing. Shout out to her on the TV shows on was on Southside on the new show Jury uh, Duty, and um, she has seen one of the pieces of content that I had made a couple years back. Well, not a couple years that I made last summer. It was about the black queer artists um, who were a part of Renaissance, and she said. And that that post went crazy, right? Crazy numbers. It's like my most successful post to date. And she was like, are you 
are you she like don't say this the wrong way bro and i was like she was like are you queer and i was like yeah and this is the first time and we've been friends forever for a couple years now for a good you know and this is the first time i actually told her that and it was freeing but then she was like this is what your purpose to do bro like this is a part of you and there's people out there who want to connect with you but they can't connect with you because you're not being your 100 percent authentic self Right. Mm-hmm. But then my 100 percent authentic self, I was at war with it because I was like, what will the church people say? What will these people say? What will this? But those are not my people. Those are not the people who uh, uh, I'm called to. And my Bible says that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And it was me humbling myself because at the end of the day. I was being prideful because I was like, I don't want to look a certain way. I want to keep this facade. I want people to think of Mike in this space, but not think of him in this space as if something was wrong with this space. Second thing that happened to me, another good friend of mine, a friend of the show, Lizzie, she said something to me um, last year. And this is really when I went on this journey. And she said, forget about the church. Forget about Mm -hmm. your pastor forget about your spiritual leaders, your spiritual mother or your spiritual father, whatever, whatever, whatever. And have a relationship with God. Focus, she's like, for the next six months, just focus on you and God and ask God what he wants you to do. And when I tell you, when I started doing that, things started to fall into place. I started to like seeing the podcast starting to take off, starting to go into spaces that I never thought I would be in. And even now, just more opportunities are coming because I'm falling more in line with my purpose. And even the platform of Convos for the Culture is a ministry. Some of the stuff that we talked about on the original podcast, we talked about like sexual assault and we talked about black mental health. We've talked about how black, we've talked about black women and femicide. Like we talked about all of these things. And then what we're doing with the black gay agenda, literally these conversations that we are having, um, it's healing. And I want anybody listening to know that ministry is not just in a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Ministry is mm-hmm. how you live on it daily basis because there's people who are up there in the pulpit and they're hell as soon as they step down from the pulpit ministry is your interactions with people ministry is how you pour into the lives of other that is what ministry truly is so i think for Mm -hmm. me it's still a journey that i'm on because there i won't lie if i'm being transparent there's still days where i'm like damn what if it's all said and done and i do go to hell because i'm gay and I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to live as a gay man so I could be happy. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I trust God that he did make me. He, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible talks about he knows the hairs on our head before we were even formed in our mother's womb. So if he knew how many hairs, which I don't have very many anymore, but if he knew how many hairs we had, then he also knew that I would like men. Mm-hmm. He knew you'll be he knew you'll be trade too. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All right. All right. And also, 
Did you just say trade? <laughs> you didn't get it. You didn't catch it. The fact that I just got that. <laughs> he, he, he was so serious. He's like, mm, my guess. Mm, trade? You can give trade to you. <laughs> I don't think I can. I feel like he be certain times he be giving me trade. Like the videos he be trying to post, like he be posting on um, Instagram, it be giving trade. Or uh, certain like certain times when he like deepen his voice more, it gives trade. Like his exterior gives like. Oh, that, oh, that's a black king right there. Come like on, that's that's. I'm like, still a black king regardless. Okay. As opposed to being okay. a Yeah, because like if he's my sister, it, it'll give it'll give like princess. He queen don't vibes. Get, he don't give my sister. No, 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 at all, at all. But it don't. I feel like he just give. I don't know. It don't give trade either though. It's you know what it gives. But hold queen? on, I got a shout out my sister. Oh. You know what it gives. Very what's good. that. Very but yeah, but <laughs> your very butch gear today. All right. Yes. All right. The agenda moving forward, and then oh, we just did that. So and then also today's and also, and I'm gonna go around the, the panel and um here we go. A lot of people who have left the church and because they don't feel accepted. We've already said that we can relate to some of that, so we don't have to belabor the time with that. But any last words to the people who feel like they don't belong? Um, what would you what you what would you tell the person listening to today's show who feel have felt like they're not worthy of God's love? They're, you know, yeah, that they're not worthy of God's love. What would you tell them? Find your people, mm. find your tribe. Mm -hmm. uh, ministry and church can be different to anybody, whether that's sitting at home listening to your gospel playlist, whether you're watching a YouTube or a Facebook live, whatever, find your own, build your own, make a routine for yourself. It does not have to look like you do not have to sit in church every Sunday. If you do not feel comfortable, you can find that outside of anywhere of those uncomfortable situations, find your own tribe. I love that. But when you find your tribe and you out here start preaching and teaching, Please make sure that you're biblically sound. That still is important, okay, y'all? So I just had to throw that disclaimer out there because some of y'all, my God, today. That's how we got to this point now because a lot of y'all aren't theologically sound. You don't mm -hmm. know how to properly exegese the word. Mm -hmm. You exegese the word, which is putting your own thoughts and opinions into the word. <clears throat> um, I would just say... Two things, because one part of it, again, God, church, right? It's okay if you don't want to go to church. Don't be condemned. Don't feel condemned because you don't want to go to the gathering of the saints or whatever that scripture says. Uh, you can find a community that will accept and affirm you and love you church god right so that was church that's people that's socially right that's being social with people in the commune with god god is the same so whether you in the church or outside of the church i had worship in my car every morning when i was on my way to work because that was where my time was where i had time to be alone and time even though I guess traffic's probably not the best place, but for me it was. That was me. I was zoned out. I was able to get God there. So 
your relationship should be the same. Yeah. So that relationship, hold on to it. And I think that was part, that's probably the only thing that kept me connected was like Ryan said, that gospel playlist and my connection and me knowing that I still felt presence in my prayer. I still mm-hmm. felt presence in my meditation, in my, you know, in my talking to God, in my communing with God in those moments when I was alone. It wasn't alone. I was cooking breakfast one day and just in my zone. And boom, it was there. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I literally for those days, I'll be like, thank you, Lord, for still being here. Yeah. When I thought that you wouldn't be. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you and that helped me let go, church, and hold tight to God. Mm-hmm. I was actually about to um, segue right into that, Alex. I feel like for anyone that's listening, first off, you have to um, build a relationship with God first. Because once you build a relationship with God first, not only would you be able to trust trust God, but you'll be able to trust yourself from that experience. And once you trust yourself, you'll be able to walk down, walk down a path in your life very confidently and truly. And as you do that, you'll be able to navigate any space in this world as yourself because you're showing up as your best self and you're showing up in the way that God wanted you to do God wanted you to be because of that trust in the first place. So follow those steps and you'll ultimately go down the path that where you belong. And um it's not about like fitting in sometimes. It's about you know just standing out and being who you are and being who you meant to be. That's good. I don't know for me I think um when when people say like, man, how does God love you? Like to me, like a lot of people use the Bible to like tear down things, but it's so evident in scripture that he loves me. Like he gave his son for the world, like poor God so loved the world. So he had to, and I don't know, I, I sound super churchy, but I was reading this verse and it's just, I had to read this verse. It says, uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? But then in 37, this is where I love this verse right here. It says, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no powers, no height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And to mm-hmm. me, that's just period. Like, you can say whatever you want to say about the Bible, but like if you're trying to say he don't love me, I mean, what what why is that verse there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for anybody who got something to say, mm. you know, just open up the book that you be trying to put on me. And he loves me every day of the week. And nothing it says nothing can separate. Not not one thing. So I just be confused. God, they be confused. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah, exactly. They are. Hey, like, what's what's the what's the name of that verse? That was actually a really good verse. I'm not, I don't read Romans, the Bible, but that was a really good verse. Romans eight thirty seven. I'm not out here preaching. I'm not a pastor. That was that is preacher. good. Uh, that was a really good. I'm like that was Ooh. good. I'm like that was that was sharing different. of the word. I'm about to get back into Christianity after the day. Shit, oh, shoot. <laughs> that was perfect. And it don't matter that you said that shit after that. <laughs> Come on, if I pray it in vain. <laughs> are we escape or are we the clock today? Is my fasting in vain? We gonna skip the second part? No, of course not. 
Woof, my God, today. But for real, those are all questions that you <laughs> ask. And that's probably a question that you've asked. Is my praying in vain? Is my fasting mm-hmm. in vain? Am I wasting my time? My God, but no, of course not. <laughs> so I would just suggest to you, I would encourage you, I would implore you to continue to do everything that you can to honor God. Um, don't waste your gifts and your talents. See, there's a lot of people in the church who they will be like, oh, we, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, but they are literally sitting on the gifts and the talents that God placed in them because what do they do? They're in church 24-7, not accomplishing anything, but being in church. Uh, um, amazing pastor by the name of Dr. Miles Monroe, one of, one of the most brilliant minds of all time. He used to say that the richest place in the world is the cemetery because that is where dreams, businesses, visions went to die. Mm. And there's a lot of people who so caught up in church, 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 that they forget that they actually have a purpose once they leave outside of the church. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement to you is continue to walk, walk the journey and continue to live in the purpose that God put you on this earth for. All that other stuff don't matter, you know. Period. That, that, that all that stuff don't other stuff don't matter. Listen, we 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 took him to the church today. Some people probably want to go down into the water. I can't do that for you, but I can recommend you to go somewhere for that. But in the meantime, starting with Renald, our guest. Once, first of all, we want to um, we want to um, thank you, and yes. also thank you for coming. We want because Renault has the Not Safe for Church podcast, and they're always um, looking for people to donate to the podcast. So if you're listening to me right now, oh, I feel churchy right now, y'all, because we're about Offer to do time. a love offering. <laughs> we're about to do a love offering. So as you, you tell the people about uh, where they can find you, can you also and we'll put it in the um, we'll put it in the um, you know the show notes. But can you tell the people where they can send their love offering today? Well, y'all, any, uh, y'all can literally just follow the podcast. Not safe for church. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, all the links are on there. Uh, NSFC podcast is everything. But honestly, I'm just so grateful to be here today. Um, man, like I'm grateful for the work that y'all are doing. Um, it takes a lot of courage to, especially you know, be be gay in America today, but being gay and black and just the trauma and the things that you guys have all went through. And uh, that you guys are all willing to share on this journey, and I know it's not easy even doing podcasts uh, with with other people. That I mean, that's not even easy all the time. I know for me, I kind of like it's like my podcast and the other people are like a part. So like, I just really admire all that y'all are doing. It, it's just really cool to see a collective of people coming together and uh, creating something beautiful. Thank you, yeah. y'all. Make Thank sure you, you so much. Make sure y'all look at the show notes because I'm for real. I wanted y'all. I want to challenge you all, and you know, I wanted I wanted to challenge you all to um so into what he's doing. You're so searching. All right, you're sewing into good ground for real. He's doing good work over there, so make sure that you uh you know give, and it will come back to you. I don't know what it's gonna be. Pay your tithes and your offering. Yeah. Come on. Justin, where can the people find you? 
Y'all can find me on all platforms at the Justin B. Smith and follow my um, business created by JBS. JBS, I love that. Alex, where can the people find you, bruh? Xander T82 on all of the platforms. Um, yeah. X-A-N-D-E-R-T-82. Not Z. Okay. My brother, Ryan, where can the people find you, bro? <laughs> okay, Kirk. Um, find me on all streaming platforms at Rated Ryan, and that is Ryan, R-I-A-N. And uh, check out my podcast, Ryan Out Loud, a safe space for Black queer creatives. It's a weekly podcast, and you can check that out. Ryan got so much going on, like myself. So when he says check him out, make sure that you check him out on all yes. social media platforms. Then make sure that you check out Ryan Out Loud on all streaming platforms. Okay, yeah. I got you, bro. We that's what we we a team. We we lift each other up. Um, find me. Uh, it's Mike B on Twitter. I've been shaking it up on Twitter, y'all. Um, that's where most of my stuff is put, being pushed out now. What um, are you shaking? But- Twitter. Oh, not that. Not oh, okay. I'm delivered from that. Um, <laughs> what you be shaking, sister? I'm delivered from that. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. That's a future episode. But it's Mike B on Twitter. It's Mike B on Instagram. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> make sure that you check out Combos for the Culture. We drop every Thursday on all streaming platforms. And then make sure that you check us out over on Instagram at Black Gay Agenda Pod. That's Black Gay Agenda Pod. All right. Next week, I forget what we talk about next week, but we'll be back next week. Y'all got anything else for the people before we get up out of here? All right. This is the Benediction. May his Thank y'all for tuning in. Be with you. Until we meet again, be gay, black, your purses and clutch your pearls. This has been another week of the Black Gay Agenda.